Hey everyone, it's Will and James here. Welcome to the Pure Sport Project. We want to jump into the minds of people we find inspiring from all walks of life. Bringing you their stories, lessons learned along the way, and future plans. So tune in for some of them wholesome yarns. So welcome back to the Pure Sport Project. We've got our snazzy intro now, haven't we? Yeah. Jingle, jingle. Yeah. And this week we're joined by the man, Tom Lowe. How you doing? What's happening? I'll let you introduce yourself in terms Ooh. of who you are, where you grew up, Ooh. what you did, Ooh. what you're doing now, all that kind of stuff. Just Give say, us a little lowdown of who you are. Oh, I like that, the lowdown. Yeah, you see? You nice. like that? Let's bring it in a little bit. Hello there. So originally from Cardiff, Wales, joined the military when I was 19, I want to say. I served six and a bit years, went to Afghanistan, served in Northern Ireland, played a lot of sport with the, with the military. And then I took a kind of one last hoorah for my rugby career um, in 2016. Went to California for a year, one-way flight, thinking I was going to make it as a pro rugby player. All been there. All been there. <laughs> I haven't. I was shit. <laughs> no, I, was, I just wasn't good enough. That's the truth. Um, so I came back to London late 2016. And then I started as a personal trainer in Belgravia for a firm called White Room Fitness. And then I left them a couple of years later and I set my own business, um, obviously personal training and coaching. And that's what I've been doing ever since, which I absolutely love. And trick shots. That's part of your and trick shots. makeup, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And home uh, workouts. Every trick shot I do, I get paid 150 pounds from. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you see your face there. Well, I was like, well, the, the, to be fair, they're fucking worth it. And I've never seen anyone do them before. So I think if someone is bankrolling you, they should pay you more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I enjoy more either the trick shots or the next video where you do a sh- you kick it over the goal and then you have the meme of the face coming <laughs> yeah. in. And the amount that come up, I'm like, this is a never ending. There's just what? memes on memes on memes. <laughs> I do love a gift. So yeah, that's uh, that's a little life of low in a wrap up there in a couple of minutes. If anyone wants to look at these videos, what is your handle? Tom Low Fit. I, I, know, I know. Go and have a look on Instagram. So, or go and look on Rugby World Instagram, yeah. where Tom Low got reposted. World Rugby, man. I was like, it just blew up all of a sudden. They messaged me and they were like, can we use your video? But can we have it fresh without your editing? <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with my editing? I was like, send it to them. They did a really good job. Um, so yeah, and I had like messages from the boys back home in Wales and stuff. I just saw you on World Rugby and stuff. It was it was wicked in all fairness. Yeah, what they got one point eight million. Yeah, yeah, 1.4, some for that million. And uh, yeah, it was like posts of like you know legends of the game, Dan Carter, and then like uh, Nigel Owens has got a big feature on there. And then it was just like this bold geezer chucking <laughs> flat. <rugby. laughs> I promise you, on my life, and I, I've. Every time I've done trick shots over there, it's taken me hours. And I, I, I don't mind admitting that. I'm over there for hours. I shit you not, the pump had broke. So um, the balls are flat. Okay. And uh, I was like, what am I going to do? So I hadn't even thought really what I was going to do. I, I always set the camera just to see how it looks. So I was like, right, let's just try and smash three crossbars. Boom, one pass, crossbar. Boom, two passes, crossbar. I was like, let's kick the football, crossbar. And it nailed it. And that's why I turned to the camera. Usually I'd have something funny to say or I'd announce what I was going to do. And I just looked at the camera. I was just like, okay. And I, <laughs> and I just left. <laughs> you didn't do anything. Well, that was, I did a couple of kicks and that was it. I couldn't do anything more. <laughs> and then some person was commenting like, that's so fake. I'm li- I literally, it was the most unbelievable thing. And it'll never happen again. And I, I went over there the following week, did that other trick shot, three hours. <laughs> 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 like, 
Oh yeah, you got a bit of patience. You know? What spurs you on to do them in the first place? Because it was only what three or four weeks ago that you started doing yeah, them. Yeah, I don't know. I I think the whole the whole lockdown process has been a bit tedious, right? Lockdown one, lockdown two, and I think everyone in the fitness industry has been amazing trying to you know, motivate people. It's not easy, right? Come on guys, get up and go and do some chair dips. And you're just like, piss off, Tom. And I just thought, been plugging a lot of fitness recently. This just, this is, I love rugby. I miss it so much. And I love kicking. And I just went over there and I actually done some kicking and I just thought, should we try some trick shots? And it was just a random one. I did a little, a couple keep ups and a drop gun. I posted it. And then the reaction was huge. It was, I think it was my most successful post this year. You know, of all the deep mind, you know, mindset things I posted and this and that and charity. No, a stupid drop goal kick, a couple hundred thousand likes. Now I'm joking. Yeah, like, it was like 900 likes and like my most successful post. So I was like, okay, we're on to something here. I think people are just kind of like, just so, show us something that's a bit fun. Yeah, a bit of comedy. And then we're happy. You know, Jimmy, instead of stop, stop preaching to me, Tom. We get it. We get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's of the motivational, yeah. get up, do this. Yeah. You know. you know, and that is me, but I also just get it. Sometimes you just want to laugh, right? You don't want to be lectured on your Instagram every day. So. But you also have that like real wholesome spin on the content you do do. Like you're fucking dancing in the morning, like getting up. And it's so, it's so infectious. Like me watching it, there's so many people, as you say, out there dishing out fitness chair dips as you say but there's well i actually haven't seen anyone like you before <laughs> dancing and singing but there's there's a lot of value in that because it like it makes you want to get up and we all have those like songs that we love and, yeah, we, yeah. and that get us moving so that's just like a, a little reminder for people out there like don't firstly don't take yourself too seriously but secondly if you've got like that gumption and that energy if it's from a if it's from a song or from it's looking at your stories like take that little bit of motivation and run with it and yeah, man, definitely. Like, it's, stuff. it's that's bang on. Like, I I generally started doing it because I do I do wake up like that, and I I am a I do think I'm a positive guy most of the time. But I bang the music on, and I just put a couple stories up. I think it was at the start of lockdown one in my old flat, and people were just loving it. And I and I mean like really nice messages. Thank you. I feel better this morning now, and and it just snowballed, and it just snowballed into this big bloody dance routine. And sometimes I promise you, sometimes I can't be asked. <laughs> I wake up, and I'm just like nah, nah. Because like, it was great when I was able to get up, do it, and then go out about my day. It's actually quite hard when you get up, do it, and then you go sit on your sofa, yeah. you know? But um, so sometimes my motivation to do it then is the response that I get from people yeah, that helps. Okay. You get, I mean, some of the nicest messages I've ever had, like, thank you so much. It, it's really helped me get up in the morning and stuff like that. So I haven't been doing it as much recently. But yeah, no, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's helping me as, as much as helping yeah, you guys, yeah. honestly. When are the outfits coming back? Oh my God, I spent a lot of money on outfits last year. <laughs> <laughs> the tax, the tax, man. We're getting wilder and wilder every single week. I swear down, I called my account and I was like, you, you know, offset those? I was like, I'm in the fitness industry and that, but can we put like a sumo suit on that? <laughs> I said, what are you doing? <laughs> I ran uh, one hour in that sumo suit around London, right, for the raise some money for the NHS. So I was like, it's been used for fitness. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing. So uh, I should bring the outfits back. I just, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I've got to kind of slow it down with the same outfits. Maybe I get some new ones. But yeah, I love just the creativity of every time something popped up. I was like, well, what's this going to be now? Like, I was like, he's got, he's wearing something, and I don't know where he's going with this, but I'm gonna watch it anyway. I'm yeah. This is take good my money, content. Take my money. <laughs> oh yeah.
So you've moved house and you're in a pretty nice place now. Yeah, um, it's, it's it, honestly, I, I would have really struggled lockdown three. I mean, the, I was in a studio flat before, but we, we were allowed out a bit more, weren't we? It was a bit different. And obviously, you know, I, I suppose there was two ways you could go in the industry, in the fitness industry, especially as a PT through this period is you either going to really struggle because you're a group trainer and you, were, you, you know, you really relied on full classes for your bonuses. Or in my case, you know, I have a lot of one-to-one -one clients and they needed me more than ever. So, and then I wasn't paying rent to any gyms. So I actually flourished and it's not a, a brag, it's just a situation. I did really well and it gave me an opportunity to move to a nicer place and the, the prices had plummeted. So I took full advantage of that and managed to move into that, that flat. And it's just, I've managed to put a gym in there. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Every time I like look at your story, there's a new bit of equipment or I just get in the gym's getting bigger and bigger. Then you one day you just had this massive rack, like a storage rack for all of the equipment you'd accumulated. That, that, that corner would be a bookshelf, right? Someone would have a bookshelf in that corner. Yeah. I've just got a full on rack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like it's a good investment. I love fitness. I need to train. And that's going to follow me wherever I go. If I ever get a garage gym, that's what black box kit is amazing. So it's there, it's there, it's, it's there to stay. And I'm going to say this now, cause I have to say this every week. I don't have neighbors. Okay. Beneath me is the concierge and the person to the right is occupied and a person above me is not occupied. So the person to the right doesn't hear much beneath this concierge. So please stop saying, what about your neighbors? <laughs> yeah, we've got the group chat and they keep uh, pretty, bringing that up. <laughs> and I'm like, I've laughed about it, but it's been said maybe a hundred times over the year. I'm just like- I'm not surprised because it, it is your living room. Like if you haven't seen it, Tom's gym is his living room, which backs up to his kitchen. Yeah, it's not very yeah. feng shui, is it? Feng yeah. shui is maximized, people. Let me tell you. <laughs> on the bookshelf rack. Yeah. Get the barbell out, the rower. It's funny, like, sometimes I'll just be watching a program. I'll just think, oh, let's just let's do some 21. So let's just crack it on. Like, yeah, yeah. No, seriously, just just go classic Arnold Schwarzenegger in there. And then the next thing you know, you're watching Netflix and you're pumped. It's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> so why did you, so you grew up in Cardiff or near Cardiff? Yeah, Cardiff. Yeah. Cardiff, yeah. yeah. So why, what made you move to London? Because that's a big move. Throughout my military career, I dipped in and out of London. Some of my colleagues were here. I just loved it. I, I've always been uh, like a, just busy and, and just, you know, I love socializing and I don't know. I just saw a lot of opportunity in London. I always knew if I was ever going to leave the military or if failure from California, I would come to London. I just knew it. And I even came back to London and I stayed on my mate's sofa for three months while looking for a place. Like I came back broke as shit. And I slept on the sofa until I got up and running because I just knew I wanted to live here. And that was my motivation. I was, I was taking a tube. It took me, I think, oh my God. Oh, like where's, where's uh, East Finchley in terms of compared to Belgrade? It took me a while, like an hour. <laughs> and I, and I, but I was just like, I was so determined because I just saw so much opportunity in London and I just love everything about like how multicultural it is, how many opportunities there are. You just get to meet so many amazing people, which mm -hmm. I just, in my opinion, you don't, you don't get in many other cities. So. Yeah. Yeah. So did you just go straight into being a PT? Yeah. So I, when I was, when I realized that my bubble had burst in California, I started putting some feelers out there and I kind of did plug what I'd been doing in the military pre, pre the rugby little stint to try and say I was a bit different from the norm. So I had two trade roles in the military. One was military intelligence and one was a physical training instructor. So 
Um, we can talk about the military intelligence stuff a bit later, but the, with the physical training instructor side, you know, at six years of um, coaching and, and I did do a lot of PT in um, with, the, with the boys as well. And it was just, I felt like I had a lot of experience then. So I wasn't just coming out straight out the factory. Obviously you get all your qualifications um, transferred over as you leave. So I just, I sent a couple of emails out. I got a reply from White Room Fitness, which is a, it was like a boutique gym in Belgravia. Um, and I just snapped up the opportunity. And I, as soon as I got back, I went in for an interview, got the yes. And I think I started a, a work the week later. And my my luggage had got stuck in California. They, something had gone wrong with the with the flight and the luggage. So I didn't really have much clothes. So I was borrowing clothes off one of the boys, turning up. I was like, hello. Like, it was a wild start. But I just knew this was what I wanted to do. And I've always said, like, you know, if you're getting out of bed in the morning and dragging yourself to work, then you should probably look at different options or different jobs, right? I love the military and it's made me who I am today, but it got to that six year point and there, I was dragging myself out of bed and that, that wasn't happening at the start. And the one thing I didn't drag myself out of bed for was when I had to take PT. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I was just like, this is what I'm going to do. I, you know, it's a very odd industry because you can do so well and you can make a lot of money, but you can also not. And a lot of PTs, I don't think they last a year, right? Something like that. They, you know, they, they go into it and then they, they bug out. Um, but for me, I just knew that was, this is where I wanted to go. Yeah. I think with PT, it's one of those things that you could be the most well-educated person in the world about training people. But if you can't coach people and you can't do one-to-one or you don't know how to run a business, you're just going to fail. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that you probably find quite easy is because you're so likable and you've got such good energy you could have terrible knowledge not that you do but you could have terrible knowledge about training people and muscle physiology and all this kind of stuff but because people warm to you and they you get them going you get them motivated likelihood they're going to get results yeah do you find that yeah i think you know there needs to there has to be a bit of both right i do find that the bookworm type pt they they should they should be lecturers and they're amazing but you do a PT session with them and you just, it's just it's just awful they're throwing big words at you they're intimidating and and you you, you know you got to remember these people they're seeing you two or three times a week they have very nine times out of ten especially if you're in London they're very stressful jobs this is their one time to de-stress their one time to, they do not need a lecture on the on the hows and whys some of them might and and that's fine you crack on and you tell them but nine times out of ten you know. Teach them the principles, teach them the basics very well. For the first couple of weeks is fairly boring. And then once they've got a nice level um, and a good understanding, that's when you start to work on them and you start coaching them a bit and working on their mindset and working on their nutrition and all those kind of things. But the main goal is that they enjoy the session. You know, you're not, most PTs, you're not turning people into Olympic athletes. You're just trying to make them happy. Like you, and, and healthier and fitter, simple as that. And that's and that's why I do think I've done well because um, I've got a bit of life experience, being to Afghanistan, being in some high pressure situations, and and I use that sometimes when you know if you're training a CEO and then you know they're they're all over the place with their schedule and they've got this and that and a board meeting here and that. Sometimes you just talk the shit with them, you know, talk rugby, whatever. They they got a bunch of yes men around them all day. And now they've got someone calling them a twat for not doing their exercises. Good <laughs> but it works. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it takes time to get that kind of rapport with someone. But I feel like that's the, sometimes what I see looking at other PTs and is, is that is they're too worried about, you know, the big words and, and spreading, oh, this is how you do this. This is just remember this person literally just needs to leave that session thinking that was amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel great. And I can't wait to come back again. And I think that's lost in translation a little bit in the industry sometimes. Yeah. You know? 
So you've touched on the military and you've said you came back from California, broke as fuck, you're on your, you're on your friend's couch for three months. Would you, would you say your, your desire to succeed was something that was built in the military? Was, was there some crossover between your training and how you acted within that, that situations and being in Afghanistan that crossed over to your career as a PT and just having the fucking gaunt to yeah. get out get after it and know that you're going to succeed? I think, I think the military gave me discipline. Mm. I, was, I have no drama. I was a bit of a loose cannon before the military and I know the boys back home would, would vouch me on that and not in a good way. Um, it gave me great, great discipline, respect for others, all those kind of things. It sounds cheesy, but it did. Um, and then with Afghanistan, I was just incredibly humbled. I was kind of like this cocky little boy and I, and yeah, I did come back and I was like, life is different, man. Like not, not like in, you know, I was very lucky on my tour. Yes. Um, it was quite kinetic, but you know, I didn't lose anyone close to me. It just, it made me realize Jesus Christ, we are very lucky. We are very lucky. So when I, when I came back, I, like I said, I have no drama mitt and I was in debt and I failed with the rugby. It was two things. It was the kind of all the adversity I'd faced in the military at different times and the kind of discipline it had given me to like, right, come on, let's crack on. And a little bit of fear, fear of admitting that I failed. And, I, and it's, it sounds bad, but it drove me a bit. I was, I didn't want to tell my friends back home that I'd failed. I didn't want to tell my dad that I was in debt. So I was like, I've got to, I've got to sort this out, you know, and, and thank you like to the boys who let me stay on their sofa and stuff like that. Like they were amazing. Like they, they had their pads. They didn't need to say yes. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a mixture of the discipline and what I'd been taught in the military and fear. Like I, I didn't want to let people down and I didn't want to be like your dad, I need to borrow some money mm. here. Like, I mean, so it was a combination of the two, if that makes sense. You mm -hmm. know? And you can, and that's sort of a period you can look back at, be extremely proud of as well, because it is easy to wave a white flag nowadays. I think people are better off generally and we have parents that can probably give us something, but going through that process yourself and taking it on is like a very manly grown up thing to do. And now you know how to get out of that. You didn't just take the easy road. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I said, it, I, I thought about it many a time, like, and I, don't get me wrong, I borrowed like a hundred quid here or there from my best mates. We've all done it, right? Do you know I mean? <laughs> yeah, you still owe me. <laughs> yeah, um, next week. Next week. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, that's just, um, I just think, yeah, you're hundred percent right. But I think in this day and age, I don't know. It's, I don't want to say the snowflake thing, maybe, you know, but I just, yeah. You just got to work fucking hard and it's not going to work sometimes for a long period of time. And it didn't work for me for a long period of time. I did amazing in the military, had a great career. And then from 2000, well, as soon as I left 2016 for that whole year and 2017, I really struggled and, you know, looking at it really struggled and it wasn't easy, man. And I was like, overdraft this, this, that I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? Um, and from the outside looking in, you would have never known, never, ever, ever known. I never showed, I never would show it. Um, there's a, a couple of close friends who knew, like, cause I was borrowing money off them. <laughs> really, like, Lower, you gotta sort this out. Like, do you mean? But, um, so yeah, I think you just gotta, yeah, I don't want to sound too controversial, but toughen up a bit sometimes it's, yeah. instead of taking the easy route, life isn't easy. And we need to realize that. And I think this year has really proven that massively, you know, I think there's lessons in that for everyone though, because just just hearing that you you should try and take some onus yourself sometimes is what people need. Some people will just continue to float through life. Some very lucky people will continue to float through life taking handouts. So 
I don't think it's a it's a bad thing, even in this day and age, to say sometimes you got to suck it up and like get out of that hole yourself. Yeah, so. definitely. I, I'm and I'm all for. I, I do preach a lot to speak to other people, right? And yeah. and so I mean, there was a couple of close friends that did generally know the hole I was in. So it wasn't like when I said I was going to the outside world, to the Instagram world, or to the social media world, mm-hmm. you would never have known. But there was a couple of close friends who knew, like, and they were always there. And how's it getting? How, you know, you're sorting yourself out now and how's the work and stuff like this. So I think it's a bit of both, you know, definitely, you know, speak to a close friend or, or mention it, you know, and they, they can always share wisdom and always help you in situations like that. They, they give you an opportunity or an idea that you might not see. But then you also need to, like you said, look yourself in the mirror and say, this ain't right. We got to, we got to sort this out, you know? So having a good circle is what it's about, right? Yeah. To the outside world, were you still like your upbeat self that you are now? Or back then, were you different person to how you are now? Because obviously like you're very, what's the word? Just upbeat, I guess is the word. No, I was, I was, I've always been like that. Um, in school they called me electric low (laughs) (laughs) and i wasn't allowed skittles my mum wouldn't give me skittles man man, like literally about sunny d i wasn't allowed that jesus sunny d man i was like e numbers sending you through the why was that why was no one allowed sunny d and you'd go to your mate's house who had it shit it was a field mate it was like a young version of getting lit with your friend you're like fucking let's go sunny d it was probably the placebo effect. The fact that you weren't allowed it, that when you did have it, you were like, "This is this is going to do something to me." I don't know what. But. Same with me when I was fifteen and had Red Bull. I remember being in Budgeons. There was a Budgeons where I lived, and this is a bad story. Sorry, what, <laughs> I, what, what's a Budgeons? This is a supermarket. It got turned into a Waitrose. So don't worry, my town went upgrade. <laughs> bad story, but I saw some someone in front of me had dropped a twenty note on the floor, and fifteen. Wait, what's that? I'm at twenty six. Eleven, eleven years ago. So I'm 15. Actually, no, I was way younger than that. I was like 11. So call it 15 years ago. So 20 quid, that's like at least three grand now, right? No, it's big <laughs> in, that's big in the game, that. That's- yeah. I'm walking around, I pick it up, don't say anything. All right, I'm 11, relax, give me a break. I'll definitely give it back now. <laughs> <laughs> so I go and I buy six cans of Red Bull. This is the first time I bought it. I don't even know if there was an idea on it at the time. I remember checking out, I was with my brother. He was like, how the how the how the flip did you get those <laughs> so we drank these on the way to school and i swear it was like crack how many I did was, you drink probably just one but when i got to school i was the man i was the one that had red bulls and the kids were fucking freaking out like how did you get that how did you get that and, and i told them like, i robbed yeah, it from some old person budget. <laughs> so yeah i can imagine an electric low on yeah. a red bull at 11. <laughs> no i I, I don't know. I suppose it's luck. I, I generally do have that, like, yeah, that positive energy. I, I, I don't know. I do think you can train yourself to be like that. And I definitely think over the last couple of years it's, it's increased, but yeah, I've just always, I've always had a cheeky smile on my face and you know, that's how I've just gone about it. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. during the military, like definitely during the military. Really? Imagine is in the military as well. I had hair for a long time and then it went. I have you, seen some pictures recently of the hair and I was like, who's yeah. this guy? Oh, I had a sick haircut, man. It was amazing. And like, and then all of a sudden, it was receding and I was like, I'm never going to be one of these guys with that little patch. <laughs> and I was just getting hammered for it. And I just woke up one day, I was a bit hungover. I was like, fuck it, it's gone. It's going to go. And just went, I rang my mum first, actually. I said, mum, I'm going to shave my hair off. What does my head look like? Bold. <laughs> so, <laughs> back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you'll be fine. So, <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is a worry for some people. Like yeah. I used to have reasonably long hair and I shaved my head and I was thinking, 
What if I have an odd-shaped head? Like, exactly. Like Mars attack. You know those aliens? Well, if you look like one <laughs> yeah. of them, you're in trouble. Yeah. You know, you want to put it back on. To be fair, you rock it. Like, so I thought, this, yeah. is it. this is it. And I was like, okay, did it. And I was like, oh, my days. And, but then... I, I know people just recognize me like this now and the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. yeah. I've only ever known you like this. So out of interest, was there, did you get any approached once you shaved your head? Cause I shaved my head and then grew a mustache and all these people out of the woodwork Well, yeah, just I started messaging me and I was like, this is your thing. The moustache oh, and the shaved head. You go, you go, you go into I never knew that. Category. I was, yeah. imagine I was clean shaven with a pretty like comb over-esque, you know, normal haircut. And then I went bald and beard. Mm. Um, and you just go into a different category, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like, do you, mean? you have a different type of lady um, uh, coming towards you. <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> We can always cut it. You can get into it. Oh. Not only kidding, we keep everything we say in the podcast it's all clean as a whistle. Um, so yeah, we've touched on military. We've touched on a bit of rugby lockdown. We've got injuries. Now I've never, well, I have known you to have a couple of injuries, but nothing that stopped you from doing anything. And there was like the bit where you hips you had a bit of problem with them, so you couldn't go below parallel on squats and things like that. But I've never known you to have any injuries. Same, I've got that one where you can't go below. Oh, really? Parallel <laughs> <laughs> You're seven foot, bro. I have the same things with shoulder press and dumbbell, whatever that condition is. <laughs> and press ups. I'm all round. You got anything to do with a barbell, you're not allowed. Mm. Yeah. Or you just give me points anyway for trying. Well done. Good for trying, Will. When we're at the clubhouse, you're learning. Oh, Dude, yeah. I used to do CrossFit. It will take me just about two and a half months to get back, but then I'll suck at running, so. <laughs> what are you on about? You've seen that? You can do both. Actually, yeah, I have seen you, and you do do both. This man is a fast runner, by the way. If you've seen him around, you probably haven't seen him around Batsy Park because he's shifting so quickly. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. I knew you were, like, reasonably fast, but when you put up your times of your distances, I'm well, like, oh, Jesus. I've seen your times recently, and I'm just like, oh, God, I want to beat him. So you are secretly motivating me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're, you're forever chasing somebody. He's not yeah. secret anymore. Yeah, but then if you, get, if you bitch me, then what the hell am I? You've got all this stuff going for you. <laughs> I'm the running man. And then I lose that title. Actually, I've got hair. <laughs> well, let, me, let me tell you, you've got a lot going for you. You're six foot two, you've got a sweet lid. You're a good looking guy. I'm old as shit. I'm five eight. All right. I have to wear a bubble hat all year round. Jesus. Okay, fine. Carry on running. All right, we've got sidetracked. Oh, talking about injuries. Injuries. Yeah, let's, let's wow. talk about what injuries. I've had a, th- uh, a lot. So um, I had quite a lot of concussions for a while. I had a whole season out with um, concussion. And then I, so embarrassing. I discate my shoulder a lot with rugby, but the first time I did it was running through a farm field after a night out, pitch black, and I fell into, you know, they cut the kind of, is it a Verges? ravine or something? Like, uh, the verges, so the water. The water. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I, boom, and it popped out and I was in a bad way. Healed, and then I started playing rugby, popped out. out Tempest, again. how are you? How's that? Tempest, how, how? Oh no, I was proper pissed. Nine? Strong, strong 9.5. Right? And I was shifting. Like, <laughs> huh? I was in the military. It was, it was, we were in uh, phase two training in Bedfordshire, Chicksands. Oh, that's near uh, where I live. Yeah. And Shout out Amtil. 
Bedfordshire. So I had to, I had to, uh, Pete Butler, if you're listening, he got me through phase two training because I lied and said I was fine. I was not fine. I was in the pit of misery for about six weeks and he would dress me like he would put my top on and everything. And I would just pretend that was absolutely, because if you get injured, you get back squatted. And that's just a no for me. It's, again, I just fear of failure. It was just a no for me. I, I just couldn't, I wouldn't have accepted it. You had this camaraderie of everybody and I was like, I have to get through this. So yeah, Pete, help me. So yeah, um, full on labral tear. I had shoulder reconstruction within, when I was in the military, uh, I want to say 2014, I think. Full rehab. And again, so, so lucky I was in the military because they, they put me through a 12 week rehab course. That's the only thing I did. I went there every single day with the best physiotherapist you can imagine and did rehab sensational and you know all all the surgeries everything that was was done it was amazing um so there was that and is is as strong as it's ever been now and then again why why this is why i don't drink anymore because start with out of tempest how are you uh, no this was i was a seven you know i knew what i was about to do like i was in control of this one <laughs> uh, and again it, it got worse in rugby, but the original uh, stag doing Tenerife, we're all in, um, sh- you know, shite shirts uh, when you do that. Yeah. And there's a pole up in Lineker's bar. I'm selling it real classy right now. Wait, have I seen a video of this recently? I've seen this video. <laughs> I've seen it where? on your Instagram, I'm you sure. Know. Yeah, you yeah. know. And I've, I've, I've jumped about two meters, landed on the pole real nice, done a good split. It was, it was, it was beautiful. Did a slow motion 180 turn and you've, I've nailed it. And as I've gone to get off, I've just slipped and you can just see it. It pops, it's gone Ooh. and off I go. And it's just, I'm on my back, legs up in the air, balls out. And um, <laughs> I knew immediately, like, you know, when you're a 7.5 or 7.5, 7 out of 10 drunk and you know, you feel it, you know, it's a problem. So woke up in the morning, it was black and I was like, I've torn my hamstring. So uh, I was out for about six weeks and then I played a game and I was just sprinting. There was no one near me. And I mean, pop, like, out, gone, an explosion, and that was it. Full tear PC, PCL, uh, posterior cruciate ligament. When I got a scan, found that out, and he was like, "You can, you can operate, but is you know, if, if you're going to tear one of your ligaments, your knee ligaments, the PCL is probably the best one." You know, yeah, you don't need it technically, do you? Not really. Um, you know, it every now and again I'll be walking and it just jolts, and I'm <laughs> like, Jimmy. <laughs> so I did a load of rehab, and Franco, um, osteo, and. He's amazing. We, we've done a load and load of rehab and I'm just going to delay surgery for as long as possible. Like I said, every now and again, it flares up, but this is, it sounds like a plug, but I was using CBD before Pure Sport. The CBD has made such a difference and, and I, I, I really have been on top of it and the, you know, the difference in information, the kind of ache and pain it just, it's just not there. Um, and like I said, it will flare up from time to time, but I really do put it down to the CBD. I don't take any other form of medication, no pills or anything like that, vitamins and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's made a big difference. So at some point I'll have to have um, knee surgery. I'm just going to delay it for as long as possible, really, you know? What is it, the balm or the oil or do you reckon it's a combination of both? I think when I, once I finish my workout, sometimes it can ache quite a bit. I put the balm on immediately and you do, it's like when you've got a hangover and you take an ibuprofen or something. For me, it's just an instant impact. You just, it does go away. Um, but it's the steady use of the oil for me that's made a big difference. Um, and I actually do need to go back and have another scan soon just as to see what's going on. And I'd be really interested to see because I know there's some uh, rugby players who've had knee injuries like this, have just used CBD. They've gone back for scans and they're like, oh my God, your information's down. Oh my God, we can hold off for a while. And so I I just, I massively believe in it because the proof is in my knee. Look what I do. 
I train six, seven times a week. I run, I weight lift, you know, I snatch, I clean. I, I shouldn't be, I'm going to play rugby again this year. You know, and I played last year. I played a game last year. Captain of the Bournemouth Sevens yeah. team. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like, uh, I think the proof's in the pudding. Do, you know, do your rehab properly. And sometimes, you know, surgery's not the answer. Um, yeah, you'll, you'll see it at some point. I might just be walking and all of a sudden it'll just lock. It's quite funny. It's like, and you're just like, well, you're right, Loey. Like, yeah, no, I'm fine, yeah. <laughs> so how did you discover CBD? Because it's, like, it's relatively new. Um, so who, who told me? One of my clients told me about it a while ago. This is when they were chucking all sorts into it, like the hemp oils and stuff like that. And it was, I just went on Amazon and you could tell how regulated it was. And it was that classic kind of American style uh, CBD, fifty percent this, and blah, blah, blah. I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing, to be honest. So I would just trial and trial and error ones until I found one that I liked. So I've been using it, and it's just I've always taken it before bed. I hadn't really been taking it in the mornings until Pure Sport came along, because I don't know. I found the hemp ones. One, the taste was horrendous, but I did find with the hemp ones that I did get a little drowsy. Um, with the hemp CBDs and with this one I don't um, and then you guys brought out the Ashram Garden of Vitamin D so now I do either a 1500 milligram oil in the evening or the 3000 and then in the morning I have the Ashram Garden of Vitamin D with the 1000 uh, with a coffee um, and I absolutely love it and for me especially the long days I used to get a bit of anxiety and stuff like that and I, I would drop it maybe sometimes at one or two o'clock and it just gets me through my afternoon and yeah I love it it's a, it's, it's a game changer for me it's cool. It's cool how people use it for different purposes as well, because there's obviously a lot of references out there. There's been obviously a lot, um, a lot of studies on it, but it's all it's all a personal experience. So you you hear people thinking, oh, I shouldn't take it in the day because it's going to make me drowsy. But there's a lot of there's a lot of data out there, or at least personal experiences, where people say if you take a smaller amount of CBD, it actually increases your alertness and focus because of that calming presence it has on the mind. So having a calm mind basically for anything, for any task is going to be good, whether that is going to sleep because you've got a calm mind so you're not thinking about anything. I'm one of those guys that has that real, I'm going to take over the world at yeah. night. I'm pinky and the brain yeah. when it comes to the nighttime. <laughs> I have all these ideas. Yeah, I've burned at least about three billion pounds worth of ideas <laughs> that I haven't acted upon in the evenings. But it's that thing like it switches you off at night, but then in the day it can switch you on. So yeah. it's real cool. And you're a whoop man, aren't you? So yeah, you, look, you have ah, data. Very good point. The, the stats don't lie. Um, since using CBD and I, I, I'll, you know, tell the truth. There's a little routine that I have got to go in now. It's stretching 20 to 30 minutes before bed, phone away CBD and then read a hard, a hardback or anything like that. Not I, maybe the Kindles are fine. I just think anything electronic needs to go. Yeah. Uh, Blue light. And, and I think I might have a, it's something like I'm, my recovery is up like by 18% when I report that I do this. Yeah. Uh, really, for those of you that don't know, Whoop is a trackable um, thing you wear on your wrist and you can input as like, there's a huge library of questions, right? It's a journal. Yeah. Massive journal. So you, if there's things you don't do, then you don't get asked that questions. But if there's things you, you do, do add do, it in. you yeah. add it in. Like, and I do it, I put it on there. Masturbation and sex is on there. It's a big uh, everything, stress, low, high, moderate, all these kind of things. Are you injured? Like yesterday I put, I had my little uh, procedure on my arm on there. Uh, all those kind of things. There you go. 18.9%. When I report that with those three habits, I have a higher recovery by 18.9%. Yeah. Cause you get a monthly so, breakdown of yeah. every single thing you track daily. So and it's, 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 it's brilliant. And I love seeing that because then you're like, well, it's not just in my head. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll push on this as well. I've, I've, 
I've obviously I've clearly been preaching CBD to a lot of my clients. Some of them in some of the most high pressure jobs you can imagine, and two of them have been using it recently. Um, one of them is in private equity, and if any of you know anybody in private equity, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. They're highly strung and they're, and they're just back to back all day and they're wired, right? So it must be very hard for them to switch off at night. He's been using it and he just can't believe it. You know, he's just like, I, I don't understand. He's like, I'm sleeping all the way through the night, you know? And it's, so it's, it's like you said, I think it's very much a personal experience, but for me and for the people around me, it's working. And it's cool. And it's cool because there's that thing of, is it placebo? Do you care that it's placebo? If it's working, most people would say no, but having something trackable, that shows you it on paper is just like a, a whole nother level. And then it's, and it like cements your, your beliefs, which is really cool. So trackable data. I just did like to see that it was, it was actually true because I was like, well, I'm not crazy. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's good, man. Nice. There's the last topic, which if you want to touch on, which one? The very last one you spoke about with steroids. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, no, I think, well, do you want to open up with a question or do you just want me to crack on? I'm not sure how to... <laughs> steroids. Yeah. Steroids. So, like, <laughs> and then what are, your, what are your feelings on steroids? I've never hit this and I've, I spoke about it on my own podcast before. I do feel there's a massive problem with, within the, the fitness industry especially, but just in general about steroids and the taboo of steroids. I feel like... It needs to be spoken about more. I feel like individuals who are doing it need to speak about it more. Look, if you're not in a professional sport, then I get it. But, you know, I'll say this from the bat. In 2016, in California, I took steroids. The reason why I tried to take it was because everyone was... I came out of the military. I was quite skinny. I was like 73 kilos. I went over there, Polynesian boys, all these big NFL converts. They were just monsters, man. And I was just like, oh, my days. And now I can... That is an excuse but I always wanted to put some size on. Uh, and it was the first time in my life that I could get away with doing this um, because obviously you're heavily drugs tested in the military. Now I tried it. Um, yeah, I put a, a couple of kilos on. Did my rugby game improve? No. Yeah, okay, I was doing crazy stuff in the gym, but it meant nothing. And then when you come off it, you go back to normal. Um, so I was just, I wanted to talk about steroids for two reasons. It's like, I feel like it needs to be spoken about more in the industry. And I feel like there's a lot of people taking it right now who are selling a program or selling a package. It's just not true because the people are seeing their body, but they're taking steroids yeah. and it's annoying me. Um, I'll never out anybody for it. And that's why I wanted to come on and say, look, I have taken it in 2016 and I'm, I'm talking from experience. And then I also want to tell, say out loud to anybody thinking about doing it, don't. I promise you, you will, yes, you might get a quick fix or you might feel amazing for a couple of months, but you can't do that for the rest of your life. Your balls will stop working. There are some crazy side effects out there. So it's just generally, it's not worth it. There's so many better ways to, to improve, you know, your physical well-being and your mental well-being than going to steroids. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to get that out there and, I, and, and to coaches and PTs listening, you know, and if you are taking it, have the balls. Uh, and grow up and, 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 and talk about it because there's people who will do it uneducated and they can get seriously hurt and, and then that's on you. Um, so if you, if you've done it, talk about it. I spoke about extensively on our world-class basics podcast, exactly what I did, how I did it, what it did to me. Um, if you ever want to listen to that, um, 
but the, the bottom line is don't do it. It's just not worth it. It really is not worth it. But I, just, I did want to touch up on that today. So you'd, you'd say it's like an unsustainable thing to keep up because it's firstly so bad for you. And then secondly, if you do get off of it, then you, you resume normal standards. And then you'd obviously, then it's like a double fuck. This sucks because you can't get back to where you were that you, when you're used to being on the steroids. And now you're back to as you were or worse. Yeah. There's that comparison is the thief of joy saying, which you Instagram is probably one of the worst things in the world for that. But I think if, you, if, you, if you've got that in mind, but then you're also comparing yourself against your previous self as well. So not only are you looking at these people on Instagram and social media and you're like, fuck, these guys are shredded and they're massive and all you year think, round. Yeah. And you think, well, I'm just going to buy their program and I'm going to end up looking like that, which unfortunately is not the case. Like there are people out there that are just genetic freaks yeah. that look incredible year round. Like, don't get me wrong, but I think I'm quite naive to all of this. I just kind of believe people and be like, yeah, he's, he's natural, whatever. But, um, yeah, it's also that comparing against your previous self. If you've, it's like chasing that high. That's why I guess certain drugs are so addictive is because once you've had that high, you're forever looking for that, that feeling again. And it's probably the same with steroids. Like, hundred percent. I remember looking at photos the next year oh, maybe, maybe, should I do it again? Should I? But I was just like, why? What? You're not playing rugby anymore. That was your reason. I gen my general reason was performance-based, right? It wasn't for a photo. So yeah, 100%, you know, you're going to, it's going to, yeah, double whammy. You're going to look back and think, I'm not that strong anymore. I don't look like that anymore. And then you're in that vicious circle, mm -hmm. that vicious cycle, I should yeah. say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like the, the whole fitness industry has taken a, a bit of a turn. I remember when I first started getting into it and I was like 18, looking at Muscle Fitness Magazine, you've got these guys on the front that are like, oh, buy these BCAs and you look like me. And you're like, nah. <laughs> but at the time it was like, okay, I'm going to go buy this protein powder that's got added leucine and I'm going to look like you do and just be this giant vascular man. And then I feel like now things have kind it's of- It's not included. Yeah, it's just- <laughs> It's so, I look at it and thinking, did I really believe that at the time? Like not only are they in this incredible shape, but they've dieted for this particular photo shoot to promote this product. But I think as time's gone on, the fitness world has also progressed and they start to look at more like health things like CBD. Like when I was growing up, there was never even consideration. It was chicken and broccoli. Whereas now it's like, there's more in this whole fitness world about health rather than just what you look like. And just maximizing recovery as well. They used to be like, you'd be the hardest working man in the room. You wake, you go to bed early and, and sorry, you go to bed late and you wake up early and you just grind it out, grind, grind it out. But now what people are saying is sometimes less is more doing a bit less focusing on your recovery. So when you're doing those sessions, you're doing them to the best of your ability. And even in my world in running, I never had any kind of coaching or I just used to go out for running because it helped, helped my head, helped me deal with shit. Um, and then my, more recently, I've had sessions from Ben Parker and Lloyd Kempson. He's the other run, run, club, run club coach. And like I was PBing every week on all different distances because all of a sudden I had, I had less running to do than I normally would. So rather than going out and running 10 miles because that's what I'd do, I had like a day off in the middle and then maybe like six months or th fucking even three, but then you, you improve and get better. So I think things really are moving in the right direction in all kinds of industries and fitness with recovery playing such an important part for people. Definitely like Liam, PH Nutrition, uh, Liam Holmes, 
he changed the game for me because I was I was training two three hours a day down at wit, smashing myself. I was eating relatively okay, the odd blood, you know binge here and there, but I was just seeing so much information in my body. I wasn't really making that much progress. Like Jimmy, you know, I was like, oh, I was okay, strong, and this and that. And Liam was like, dude, let's let's dial it back a little bit. He's like, so he gave me a couple of changes in my diet. There's a couple of things we realized that were messing with my gut. Um, but he was like, I also want you to train a bit less. He was like, this, and he gave me a different training split. Um, I had a recovery day in the middle of the week, like you said. Um, Excuse me. What the hell is that? But, and and that, that's now become like a little bit of a run day, but it made such a difference. And over, it took a while, over about eight to nine months, I just saw the most drastic change in my body because it was just so less stressed. I was sleeping better. I was eating better and I wasn't slamming myself every day. Like I said, yeah, the, Ever since me and him and, and, you know, really dialing back what I was doing and being a lot more educated in that, the, the difference in my body is unbelievable. Yeah. I could tell you, I'm not going to name any names, but I know so many people in the fitness industry that I know personally that have gone on that journey of like, they want to get better. They want to get fitter. They're chasing performance. And then they're, they're like, well, I want to look like this as well. And they're like looking at the nutrition and they're in this massive deficit, but they also wanted to perform. So they're yeah. training and their bodies are just like, you, you look doing? swollen, like you look so inflamed. And then they've got to a point in their life where they've thought, this is probably not the best thing for me. And they've dialed everything back in terms of training. They've looked at their nutrition a bit more. And I've seen them, their bodies change over the course of like three, four, five months massively. And I could probably tell you four or five people that have done that. that I know personally that I've just seen their bodies just change. I wish, I wish this Tom Lowe here could speak to Tom Lowe five years ago. Oh my God. Like, you know, it just, it infuriates me sometimes because of the things I used to do or try to do, or just train harder, train harder. I'm not, I train hard. Yeah. But nowhere near as hard as I used to. Um, and I'm just so much more efficient. You know, I, like with my running, it's going through the roof right now. And I'm, my sleep again, because of whoop. I, I think I, before I had whoop, I was like six hours, six, six hours, 12. I'm now seven and a half hours average. And I've never been a great sleeper you know, because of the way my mind works and stuff for that. So it's just all these little things. <laughs> you're up at 6am dancing, sliding into your living room. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> my neighbours go to fucking bed. <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> no neighbours. So you just mentioned if you could speak to the five, five years ago, Tom Lowe, would you say you've got to a stage in your life where despite lockdown you are you are happy with what you're doing how it's going like your whole overall mindset on things are you are you not not that you're not still trying to achieve things but are you content with how you are right now um that's a wicked question i think yes in is a straight answer um i've got to a place now where i feel from learning from others and, and some amazing people around me that i've I pretty much have a great understanding of how to, you know, get through day-to-day basis healthy and with good sleep and, and you know, and uh, training optimally. So that's great as, as, as a starter. And then business-wise, I feel like I'm just getting started. I'm so excited. I became self-employed 18 months ago now. And it's just, it's for me, I was, you know, I was in the military. So I always had, you know, a fixed boss. Then I went to White Room Fitness, a fixed boss. So now this is me. This is my journey. 
if I get it wrong, it's my fault. I don't blame anybody else now. And so obviously I got a couple of things in the pipeline I'm really excited to do. And it's just, I love the freedom of it as well. And yeah, I, I just feel like I'm in a, in a fantastic place now to help others with my experience, you know, everything that's happened in the past. Um, and I'm just excited. I'm excited for the world to open up again. I think that this last year has really taught us um, it's going to sound cheesy because you know what's coming, but to say yes, right? You know, because it's just like the amount of times I over the last year, and I was like, I thought about things where I said no because I was just a bit lazy, and I was like, I wish I did that, man. I really do wish I did that. So coming out of the gates now, June twenty first, fingers crossed, if it goes ahead, I just see we'll feel we're going to see an explosion of events of amazing things happen. I think everyone's mindset is going to be so different. Mm-hmm because of what's happened this last year, we're never going to take this for granted again because we'll remember the weeks and weeks that we had sat in a flat moaning, you know, no gym, no friends, no this, no that, no socializing, no bars, no nothing. And I just feel, I can't wait for that, that little, this journey that's about to happen. Energy worldwide is going to be a Oh my days. Like. <laughs> wait, it's going to be the biggest Monday the UK has <laughs> Yeah. I think that, that week that everything reopens, I think they should just cancel work. It, yeah, national yeah, holiday for right? the whole week and just everyone just... How many how many uh, signatures do we need to get this oh, in? shit, we could start right here, right now. And by the time it comes out, we could have already done it. So, by the way, listening to this now and we've got it across the line, you're fucking welcome. If, if we have, then I'd love to try it. <laughs> One week's national holiday, June 21st. Let's do it. It's, it's, it's it's just <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you said it. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that's a good good place to wrap it up there. Yeah. All right. Um, so we've already mentioned where to find you on Instagram. Yes, Tom Low Fit. Anyway, someone um, else can get in contact with you. Uh, well, you want me to tell them? Tell them my email. No, just <laughs> message me on Instagram. No. Um, <laughs> Tinder. No. There's someone told me about this new one today. Can we talk about it? It's called Field F E L D, and it's basically it's just it's just it's like Tinder, but it's purely about sex. You tell them you you put on your on there what your sexual vibe is, everything like that, and so you shoot your shit without. Well, you actually don't shoot the shit. You just get direct. Well, to instead it. of like you know what it's like and stuff, you. you you hope you find someone that you connect with, and but this time you, you you're vetting everything. If they're into BDSM and that you are, you know, crack on. So I think it's fantastic. Instead of doing, you know, a couple of months down the line, you're like, hey, we just hey, we ain't clicking, are we? You know, if it's if you're not looking for a relationship, this is the one. There we go. We need a new sponsor podcast. Feel when you're allowed. At the moment, you're not allowed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. June twenty first. <laughs> this app is ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got like a backlog. <laughs> just say yes always get consent (laughs) oh yeah because uh in your group chat that was popping off the difference between a fitness group chat and a military group chat is wild obviously it's no secret there's a i've got an events-based company coming out soon called say yes club and um everyone's been buzzing about it and stuff like that and it's it's you know real positive ethos and a community vibe the the, the military uh, WhatsApp group got hold of this, and all my ex-military colleagues, and they're savages, man. They're ruthless, and straight away, a bit rapey, that, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, what? 
like, you, you know, we tell kids to say no and you're telling them to say yes. Like, Jimmy, say no to strangers and you're telling them to say yes. I was it's like, oh fitness, my God. Man. We're talking about fitness. So, I was like, and then what, they just kept on going. They were, they were obviously clearly really horny because everything was about sex. And yes, is there a sex club? But I was like, no, stop. Why did you stop? <laughs> this happened last year. Basically, it came out of lockdown too when we thought we were going to be opened up again. I just started organizing events off my own back and did some football events. We did some sprint events. We did a couple of throwdowns. And I just invited anybody who wanted to come. And the ethos was to say yes. Um, if say yes and then make it work in your schedule. Like, obviously, that doesn't work all the time. We get it. And it just had an amazing buzz. It was a wicked feel. And I just thought, and I really enjoyed organizing it. It made me feel good. And so I put my head down. I was like, I want to turn this into a business, uh, into an events-based business. So we're nearly there now, just waiting for a couple of things to come across the line. Um, but the long and short is it's an events-based business. And I'll put on a series of events um, across the year open to everybody and there'll be obviously um, a sign up email chain and you'll get the offers to come through. There is a clothing line, but that's just, you know, I, I think every business does that now, but the sole, the sole goal here is to create a community, different events. And I mean, throwdowns, skydiving, tough mudders. We're looking at getting into the schools and doing football clubs and stuff like that. And it's just a real positive vibe. That's, that's all I can sell it as. Yeah. Generally those days at um, the five side football place that we did last year, I haven't played football in years and it was just a bunch of lads that just wanted to go down. Exactly. And together. did you know everybody? No, right? I didn't know everyone, but like, I had such a laugh doing it. I was like, it was like being a, a kid again and just going down and playing with your mates. So yeah, I think something like that would be epic. What a year to start an events company though. <laughs> Last year, I was so excited. I was like, oh, this is typical luck. But I'm thinking, no, this is now, this is a great opportunity. This is a great opportunity. I just think where everyone's going, everyone's going to want to do stuff. Um, and I think, you know, with the positive vibe we're trying to set, I hope people carry that ethos. And I'm hoping to do Say Yes Club Cardiff, you know, Say Yes Club here, Say Yes Club Retreats mm. and stuff like that. And I just think, yeah, I think it's a, it's a great positive thing. And it's a mindset I do think we should try and live by. Like I, I used the example on a post the other day. Um, Bobby just messaged me. He was like, Friday night, we already had our Zoom workout planned Saturday morning. He's like, hey, hey, virtual, virtual comp, Hyrox virtual comp. Do you want to do it? Yes or no? And I said, yes. I had no idea what the workouts were. I thought it was going to be like a 10-minute wad. It was a three-workout three thing. It was a run and two wads. And I was like, oh, my God. Didn't you do the run in your flat? No, I saw no. you doing like shuttles oh, in your flat. It was, it was uh, five-meter prone to sprint shuttles and then five-meter uh, five burpee broad jumps, but you had to do 50 meters of them, sorry. So you back and forth. So I was frogging about the flat, and there was a 3,200-meter run and then another... I think it was 30, 60, 90 press-ups, burpees, jump squats. So yeah, it's just a madness. But it sounds, the reason I'm saying this is that that sounds awful, right? But listen to this. I met five new people um, that I never met before, um, connected with them. And now I'm going to go to one of their gyms uh, when we open up again. There we go. We've got a new friendship, got a new friendship circle. The community's broadened even more and I had a great time. Yeah, that's the thing. Like how often do you do these things where you say yes to it and then afterwards you'd be like, oh, wish I didn't do that. Very, very rarely I'd get, yeah. Right? It is weird. The opportunities that come. Yeah. Um, but even then you do it again, so. No, I think that's proof in the pudding and I'm. I, it's not just a fad. I'm not just trying to sell a fad. I just try it, try it now uh, for the next couple of months and, it's not always going to work. You might not, there's going to be a clash in the schedule or something like that. I've got a clash in the schedule next week because I'm doing a speed awareness course. Um, so, <laughs> um, 
So yeah, but no, it's uh, it's. I, I hope I hope it catches on, and I, I just think you know people people should try and live like this a bit more. I think that I think that is a great a great place to end. Yeah, if you're looking for some positivity in your life, um, he, Tom Lowe is a great person to follow. If you if if you want to laugh and you want some actual goodness and good things to follow along the way, then he's your man. I can't thank you enough for coming down. And how can people follow? the just say yes club when will that be its own page or should they just look out yeah so the the instagram handle is say yes club um obviously a full stop between say yes and club um and then my page as well the instagram is purely there it's just going to show the outlet of the community the website should be going live next month so i'll be able to share that with you guys um but yeah just keep an eye out for it and like i said i really do hope that i can i can bring this to different cities as well take it a bit on a bit of a tour um so yeah really excited Tab. Thanks very much, man. Yo, thank you, Pure Sport fan, for tuning in. As a valued listener, we'd like to offer you a 20% discount code site-wide on puresportcbd.com. Use the code PROJECT20 to level up your life. If you like this podcast, like, subscribe, and share with your friends. And remember, no stress, stay blessed, and we'll catch you next time.